This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Hello and welcome back to our podcast mini-series Data Analysis for Sedentary Behavior. This is episode three of our six-part series and in this episode we will be discussing interpreting data from different measurement techniques. So let's dive in. In our previous episodes we have talked about understanding and reprocessing our data and we have explored some of the techniques we use to analyze this data. But once we have done all that we are left with the results of our analysis and the question is how do we interpret these results? Well that's what we are going to explore in this episode. So Let's start with accelerometer data. Now, as you might remember from our earlier discussions, accelerometers are devices that measure acceleration. In the context of sedentary behavior, we often use them to measure the intensity of physical activity. So accelerometer data is typically expressed in counts per minute or CPM. This is a measure of the magnitude of the acceleration that the device has detected. But how do we interpret these counts? Well, that's where the cut-off points or cut points come in. So cut points are thresholds that we can use to categorize the intensity of physical activity. For instance, we might say that any activity with a CPM of less than 100 is considered sedentary, while activity with the CPM of 100 to, for example, 2000 is considered light activity. And activity with the CPM of more than 2000 is considered moderate vigorous activity. So these cutoff points can help us interpret our accelerometer data and understand the intensity of physical activity or sedentary behavior we are measuring. However, it's important to note that these cutoff points can vary. It's important to know that these cut points can vary depending on the specific accelerometer used and the population being studied. studied. And Cutoff points are still used a lot, although there are better options available today. And one is to detect the actual activity types first, like sitting, walking, cycling, running. And this can be done from thigh-worn accelerometer data. And only after that, looking at the intensity of activity. This makes analysis more accurate as activity types differ in their biomechanics. For example, cycling is not a weight-bearing activity and that affects its energy expenditure. So it's important to have a different algorithm to analyze the accelerations of cycling compared to, for example, to running. And when we are actually using a thigh-worn accelerometer, we can detect from the orientation of the thigh when the person is actually 
sitting or laying down compared to standing. If if the accelerometer is, for example, on on the hip, you cannot detect the difference between sitting and standing. So when you are using a thigh-worn accelerometer, we can actually more accurately detect the posture which is related to the actual sedentary behavior. Sedentary behavior per se is not lack of movement because standing is considered already light activity. So if you have a choice, you can conveniently use thigh-worn accelerometer. I would recommend using using a thigh-worn compared to waist-worn or wrist-worn accelerometer. And then there is also machine learning algorithms and AI. But as we want to keep these episodes in the basics, we are not going through these here. If you are interested on the theme, you can, for example, check the episode with Neil Cronin, where we are discussing the strengths and limitations of machine learning algorithms. So let's move then from accelerometers to self-report data. This is data that's collected through surveys or questionnaires where individuals report on their own physical activity and or sedentary behavior. So interpreting self-report data can be a bit more challenging, unlike accelerometer data, which is objective or device-based and quantitative. Self-report data is often more subjective and qualitative. This means that it can be influenced by a variety of factors, including an individual's memory, perception, and also about understanding of the questions. And when you interpreting self-report data, it's important to consider these potential biases. For instance, individuals might overestimate their physical activity or underestimate their sedentary behavior, or they might have difficulty recalling their activity levels And despite these challenges, self-report data can provide valuable insights into an individual's perceptions and experiences of their own sedentary behavior and physical activity. It can also capture information that might not be detected by accelerometers, such as the type of activity or the context in which it occurs. So, as you can see, interpreting data from different measurement techniques can be a bit of a juggling act. It requires a good understanding of the strengths and limitations of each technique, as as well as the ability to critically evaluate the results. But with practice and experience, it can become a powerful tool in our toolkit for understanding sedentary behavior and physical activity. And that's what this podcast series is all about, equipping you with the knowledge and skills you need to navigate this complex field. And that wraps our third episode where we have discussed interpreting data from different measurement techniques. So if you're planning to measure sedentary behavior or physical activity, I would be glad to have a quick video call with you. And you can find the link to book a call in the episode description. So don't hesitate to jump on a call. Would be glad to get to know you and hear about your planned measurements. And in the next episode, we will be diving into tools 
and visualization techniques for sedentary behavior data. So thanks for listening and feel free to share your thoughts and comments on Twitter. It's always good to hear feedback so we can make this podcast better and more valuable for you. Thanks for listening and have a brilliant day. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian, a research device that has been shown to be valid in tracking sitting, standing, physical activity and energy expenditure. Furthermore, Fibian has been shown to be valid categorizing physical activity into light, moderate and vigorous intensity. In addition to scientific accuracy, Fibian provides automatically produced and easy-to-understand reports for research participants. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. Fibian. From researchers to researchers.